Let's turn back to God's word. Thank you to Pete for leading us in those prayers of intercession. Look at verse 11 with me again, 1 Thessalonians chapter 3. Picking up here, Paul prays to God who is his Father and to Jesus who is his Lord. You see that the Father and the Son share a common power and a common purpose. Paul prays to the one God, Father and Son. And William Hendrickson makes this comment that they too are never at cross purposes. And I think it's important for us to remember that, especially when it comes to the purpose of the cross. What I mean by that is that the, the, cross, the cross is not a demonstration of Jesus' love and the Father's holiness. Well, it is, but it is more than that. The, demonst- the cross is a demonstration of Jesus' love and holiness and the Father's holiness and love. The holiness that demands sin must be punished and the love that, if I may put it like this, demands that sinners must be delivered from that punishment, both flow from the Father and the Son. And just as the Father and the Son are inseparable in their sovereign purposes of one mind and one heart, so too love and holiness are inseparable. They are inseparable partners within the nature of God, within the essence of God himself. God is love. God is holy. God is not just a little bit love and a little bit holy. God is love and God is holy. It's not just that God is loving. That is true, but God is loving because, first of all, God is love. That's who he is. It's not just that God always acts in a holy way. He acts in a holy way because he is holy. And it's like the the picture again of the stick of rock. I'm not sure whether you can get a stick of rock at Nairn these days. You probably can still get one down in Blackpool. And the thing about a seaside stick of rock is that wherever you cut it, wherever you cut it, you see the same letters all the way through. Welcome to Nairn or to Blackpool. And likewise, if we may put it like this, wherever you look at God, if we were to say it like this, to cut or dissect God, you would see God in the stick of rock. God is love. God is holy. All the way through, God is love. God is holy. And what is true of God is meant to be increasingly true For us as God's children. What did I just say? To grow more like Jesus is to be conformed to the Son of God who is love and who is holy. And that is what Paul prays for in verses 12 and 13. May the Lord, look at it with me, may the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else just as ours does for you. May he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when our Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. May the Lord make your love increase and overflow. Paul prays that the Lord would pour his love because love comes from God. So Paul prays to the Lord that he would pour his love into the Thessalonian Christian lives so like an overflowing waterfall or a fountain that overflows, it was spilled over into the lives of their fellow Christians and into the lives of everyone else. Don't you just love how Paul says everyone else? He does the same thing later on in the letter. Do good to each other and everyone else. 
So the love, the Lord's desire is for us to grow in our love, not to be stunted in our love like the plant that refuses to grow, not to be miserly with our love, but to be indiscriminate in our love. To be recklessly generous in our love. He prays that our love would increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else. You know, sometimes the, the government will, and this is a fair way to do things, I think it's for some benefits, not for all, but, you know, they will do a means testing, won't they? They will do a means testing to see whether you need the benefits, whether it's child benefit or whatever it is. But there's no means testing when it comes to the love that we are to have for others. There's no means testing to see who deserves our love and who doesn't. And I think sometimes that's the way we think, isn't it? But think about it, folks. If the Lord were to treat us like that, to means test us, we would be lost. We would be loveless forever. Don Carson says that Christian love... Christian love, mature, deep, and unqualified. Mature, deep, and unqualified is a rare commodity. But when it is displayed, it speaks volumes to a society that gorges itself in self-interest, lust, and mutual admiration packs, even while it knows very little of love. Christian love, mature, deep, and unqualified is a rare commodity. When it is displayed, it speaks volumes to a society that gorges itself in self-interest, lust, mutual admiration packs, even while it knows very little of love. To love indiscriminately and generously. Let's apply this, children. Think about it. Think about the person in your school. It's good to be friends with your friends, isn't it? It's good to invite the popular folks to your party, but what about thinking about the person that never gets invited to a birthday party? And you say, well, James, there's a reason why they never get invited to anybody's birthday party. I know, I know there'll be a reason. But as Christians, we are called to love, to overflow with love, not to be picking and choosing who we love. For those of us who are older in the workplace or at the college, in our families where there are tensions, we're not to pick and choose whom we're to love. The residents in our sheltered housing, wherever it might be, the prayer that Paul has is that the Lord would make our love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else that it might speak volumes to the people around us of the love God has for us and for them. And then in verse 13, Paul turns in his prayers to the Thessalonians' holiness. He's not talking here about our position in Christ. 
he is, there wouldn't be any point in talking about strengthening our hearts or establishing our hearts. He's not talking about our justification, that verdict which was delivered and sealed at the cross of Christ. When we put our faith in Christ, we are reckoned as holy and blameless. That is our status. No, he's not talking here about that. No point praying about our justification. That's already been and done if we are Christians. He's talking about our sanctification, not our position in Christ, but our progress in Christ-likeness. And just as he has prayed for their love to grow and overflow, so he is praying that they would grow in holiness, that their hearts would be established and strengthened by God so that they would be blameless in holiness when the Lord Jesus returns with all his holy ones. And here again as a priority, we learn from Paul and his prayers to pray for each other that God would so strengthen us in our hearts that we would be blameless and holy in the presence of God when Jesus returns. Now we don't often pray, I suspect we don't often pray for each other like that. To pray that the Lord would increase our love for each other and everyone else and to pray that our hearts would be strengthened so that we would become more like Jesus. And I wonder, can we learn to make it a priority? Not forgetting about the practical needs. It's important to pray for all things, but praying for this growth in Christ-likeness in both love and holiness. And in fact, the connection between our growth in love and our growth in holiness is closer than the NIV translation would, would uh, suggest. The, the ESV is, is helpful here. It's a more accurate reflection. Paul actually prays like this. May the Lord make you increase and overflow, abound in love for one another as we do for you, so that so that he may establish or strengthen your hearts, blameless in holiness before our God and Father, and so on. In other words, to grow and overflow in love doesn't just sit side by side or hand in hand with growing in holiness. To grow and overflow in love is how God strengthens our hearts to be blameless in holiness. Now, isn't that striking? certainly struck me when I read it because I don't think we often think of holiness in those terms. Something that happens as we grow in love. But that is what Paul is saying here in the words of this prayer. And yet if we take a moment to think of what holiness is and what love is and who God is, it is not so surprising. Let's think of what we often think of by the word holiness. We often think of holiness as being set apart, don't we? Set apart for God, being set apart from worldliness and set apart from sin. And that is true. But in the Bible, holiness also means being devoted to. Being devoted to God. Think of the devoted things in the temple and the tabernacle. They're inscribed holy to the Lord. They're devoted. Now, bearing that in mind, those two... Ideas behind the word holiness set apart and, and being devoted to. Think of God before time began. Think of God before anything was ever created. Think of God in eternity before there was a world and before there was sin in the world. What does it mean to call God holy? He can't be set apart, can he? There's nothing for him to be set apart from. 
There's no creation to distinguish him from, as creator from the creation. There's no sin for him to be set apart from. But he is devoted. And what is God devoted to in eternity? He is devoted to himself and the glory of his name. Just hold that thought and you think, well, that's a rather odd idea. Maybe I've never thought of that, for God to be devoted to himself. Let's think then nextly of love. What does it mean to call God love, to say God is love before the world was made, before time began, before there was anything to be an object of his love? What was the object of God's love? How did God's love find expression before anyone or anything was created? And the answer is found, of course, within God himself. God's love found perfect expression within the relationships of the Trinity, between the Father and the Son and the Son and the Spirit, the three persons of the Godhead. God's love is seen in God's devotion to himself. Do you see that? Within the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, God's love is seen in holiness. God's love is expressed as holiness. His holiness is expressed as love. And if God, by his Holy Spirit, has poured his love into our hearts, Romans 5, verse 5. If God, by his Holy Spirit, has poured his love into our hearts, then the result must be love and holiness. If you want to do a little bit of further reading between the the close connection between love and holiness, you can Google Jonathan Edwards. Not the triple jumper, but the American theologian and philosopher from the 18th century, I think. Google Jonathan Edwards' love and holiness and it will stretch stretch your mind But Jonathan Edwards argues that God's holiness is his perfect and pure devotion to the pleasure he has in himself and his glory. The Father devoted to the Son, the Son to the Father, and so on. The holiness of God. This is a quote from Jonathan Edwards. The holiness of God consists in his love, especially in the perfect and intimate union and love there is between the Father and the Son. And to bring that, which our minds struggle to grasp, to bring that down to earth to our level. How purely does God love God? How purely does God love God? That's how holy God is. How purely does a man love God? That's how holy a man is. So away with false dichotomies and false antitheses and false oppositions that put love and holiness at loggerheads. To grow in love is to grow in holiness. To grow in holiness is to grow in love. It is to grow more like Jesus. Now will you pray that for me as I pray that for you? That all our hearts might increase and overflow in love so that we might be strengthened in our hearts established blameless in holiness on the day when Lord Jesus returns with all his holy ones. Amen.
Let's pray. And Father, that is our prayer, that by your mercy and your grace, you would pour your love into our hearts so that we might increase and abound, overflow in love for each other and for everyone else, so that our hearts may be strengthened by you to be blameless in holiness on the day when the Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. In his name we pray. Amen.